You're listening to the Unbreakable Moms podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Page. This podcast is for moms of teenage daughters who are searching for peace in their home. In each episode, I share interviews with experts who give us insights and tips to help us deal with the issues affecting our teens. We talk about everything from self-esteem to anxiety and depression to bad attitudes and to, well, anything and everything else that disrupts the peace in our family. In this episode, I'm speaking with Sue Busen, a practitioner, speaker, and best-selling international author. She's a founder of the Get Set Approach, Tap Into Balance, and My Pet Healer. In today's episode, Sue talks about using a technique called tapping to release and shift our emotional state. Because negative emotions can be supercharged and overtake our logical mind very quickly. But sometimes our emotions are less intense, as in the case of being anxious but not in panic mode. This tapping technique is something that can be used safely by anyone and anywhere. Listen to today's episode as Sue shares more about this technique and takes me through a mini session. everybody. It is Michelle Page here with you for um, today's session of the Unbreakable Moms podcast. And I have Sue Jeffrey Busen with me. Some of you may remember that I spoke with Sue um, not that long ago about uh, technology and the harmful effects that we can experience and that Sue personally has been experiencing from um, radio frequency. So if you haven't caught that particular interview yet, you can check out from season one, episode 10, that interview with Susan. Um, but otherwise, today we're going to be talking about a slightly different topic. And it's one that actually I know that Susan's been using for a long time. Um, it's called emotional freedom technique. But before we get into that, I want you Susan, to explain to everybody, you know, your, a little bit of your background, because I think that's really important for people to understand that you're not somebody that just kind of stumbled upon this. You're, you know, you are a hardcore scientist. That's your formalized training and your profession and your background. And you came onto this, this new format and formula methodology, I guess you could say, for relieving um, different emotional um, issues like anxiety and trauma and things like that. But I'm, I'll let you explain a little bit more. <laughs> Okay, absolutely. So I began um, my career as a research scientist with the government and got into different scientific positions with different uh, Fortune 500 companies and eventually developed some health issues and started exploring alternatives at that time. So I was just kind of thinking outside the box because nothing was really helping me. I was getting worse. I had been diagnosed with lupus and liver tumors and a variety of other things. So I started just going on a quest to find alternatives. And in my process, I began, um, or in my um, journey, I began um, studying energy-related therapies. And one of those was EFT, or emotional freedom techniques. And that is a technique whereby you tap on acupressure points to release negative emotions. The, the, pre the premise is that everything is energy at a quantum level. If they look at an atom under a microscope, it's really just energy vibrating. So the idea is that emotions are energy and they plug up energy channels in our body and they can lead to disease or discomfort in some way. So the idea is when you tap you talk about or bring some 
some feelings to mind. And as you're tapping on these acupuncture points, you actually release the negative emotion and break the connection with that negative emotion. So it's not that it makes you forget the emotion, it just sort of lessens the intensity. And over the course of like the 15 years that I've been doing this, I've really um, seen profound changes both in myself and my clients. And um, I've written a number of books. I have a number of books coming out right now on this technique. What I've done over time is I found that there were a couple of things that for me I felt made more effective. So traditional EFT, which was developed by Gary Craig in the 1990s, does not endorse the use of a forgiveness step or a positive affirmation step. It also doesn't endorse the use of tapping scripts, which are just basically all the verbiage that you say while you're tapping. But what I found is that people often have trouble coming up with things to say on their own. And really anyone can use tapping. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need a professional unless you're having a serious issue. If you're feeling that you're overwhelmed with something or you really just need help, I definitely urge you to see someone who's been trained um, in EFT um, or of course a medical professional therapist, your medical doctor to guide you through what you might need to do to handle the emotions. But for everyday traumas, EFT is really effective and can be used by anyone. Children, I use it on pets um, and animals and um, you know adults of any age. I think that's um, an amazing thing and I, I like that you uh, specified that this is an energy healing, but it uses acupressure points. So I know a lot of um, our listeners are familiar with acupuncture, and this is utilizing that same, I guess, energy system and philosophy in meridians, but without the use of needles. And you had mentioned that you use this on pets and on animals. So I've, I know personally, I've seen a lot of um, articles come through about children, school-age children being taught this technique of tapping EFT to use in the classroom to alleviate some of those an anxious um, feelings and emotions that they're having. So, you know, for anybody that is a little medication averse and wants to, you know, explore other alternative healing methods, I think this is a wonderful option. Um, especially for parents that might be listening that are looking for remedies for their own children, their, their teenagers that, you know, it's really starting to emerge some of the, the emotional issues that they're having. The technique could be something very useful and helpful. So I appreciate you speaking about this. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And I feel in one sense, it's almost, it's a, a gift to the planet. It's such an effective technique that we really need to be using it. And uh, everyone at least needs to know about it and try it because it can be really helpful and especially like you said for parenting amazing one of the things that i like to do with people um with kids if they're reluctant especially teenagers can be reluctant they don't want to try something that's you know outside the box what i recommend is using it initially for something that they are really passionate about so maybe if they're in sports and they have a um a time that they need to beat or you know a number of free throws or whatever it might be if there's a number that they can quantify they can use the technique to tap on the limiting belief that they can't beat that they can't beat the score they can't beat their personal record whatever it might be if they're not into sports you can even use it for gaming you know if they do games they can they can use it to beat their score just so they can get interested in it and see how they feel about whatever it is that's holding them back so it's a great tool to um, you know, just release any limiting beliefs. And of course, also, as you said, for anxiety, for grief, for anger, um, any other emotions. 
and the limiting beliefs, I think it's, it's hard for um, teenagers, especially to really understand what that means. And even some parents, um, you know, because it, it does talk about beliefs that we're not even aware of yet, and then bringing those to the surface and things like that. But how difficult, it must not be a difficult process to learn then if you're teaching this to, to children and using it on, ch on children so that they can basically soothe themselves and, and de-escalate whatever emotion that they're having. But I mean, I think of, you know, acupuncture itself, and that's a whole study with different um, points that you need to learn on the body. How is this different than that somebody as an individual and even a young child could learn? Okay, this is really simple. Um, EFT uses specific acupuncture points that are very simple. They're on the, the face, the torso, the hands. Um, we have points all over our bodies, but we just use those simple points. And in my technique, which is called Get, Get Set Approach, I incorporate EFT um, and I use the standardized points. I do all scripts. So I use the same points for every emotion. I just use different verbiage um, while we're tapping on those points. So you're literally just using your finger points, fingertips, I'm sorry, and tapping on places such as your eyebrow or the side of the eye or under the eye. So they're real specific. But the nice thing is while you're tapping, you're, you're creating a percussion in that area of the acupuncture point. So you're stimulating it even if you're not exactly on it. So it's a very forgiving process. If you're not, if you're not exactly on the point, you will still have some success with the technique. So it's very okay, simple. So and using a needle on a specific point, then you're actually using um, the tapping of the pads of your finger to hit that point to provide some pressure then, as opposed to actually pressing on it or stimulating with, with a, a needle. Am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and so how many points are there on the body then? You said it was the, the, mostly the face and the upper torso. How many points are there that you, that you use? Is it just a, I assume it's just a handful then. Yeah, I use usually between seven or eight, nine points, something like that. It just, it just depends. But it's a very standard process and they're very simple points to access. Okay, can you just briefly go over, you know, for our listeners here, um, what those points are just so they have a frame of reference and i'm sure you know i'll refer people to to your website where they can find more information um also so if they are looking for more of a visual map of the body and where those points might be but if you could just explain for our listeners who um don't have the benefits of, of seeing you know um a person doing this if you could just you know be be more specific about what those points are that would be helpful Okay, sure. So on the setup point is on the karate chop area. And this is the side of the hand, the fleshy area between the pinky and the wrist. So if you were to imagine karate chopping something, it would be the area that you would hit if you were to karate chop. So in that area, you're just going to tap on the side of the hand while you do a setup. And that's usually free three statements that you make about the emotion that you're feeling. The next points are the side of the eyebrow point, which is just the in, inner edge of the eyebrow, um, close to the bridge of the nose. The next point is the side of the eye, which is just directly, even with your eye, but more toward your temple. The next point is under the eye, and that is directly beneath your, your iris of your eye and right on the top of the cheekbone. The next point is under nose, and it's the area between your nose and your upper lip, right in the center. The next point is chin, and that's the area between your lower lip and your chin, so like right in that little divot area. And then there's a collarbone point that I use, which is um, basically if you follow your collarbone inward more toward the sternum, there's a little indentation, so you'll just tap there. 
I also use a point under the arm, just four or five inches beneath the underarm um, on the torso. So for a woman, it would be about the area where the bra would come across. And then the top of the head, which is just the center, the center top of head, maybe where a part would be. Um, so those are all the points that I use in my standard process. Um, again, simple to access and very effective. And you said you tap them, so you use your fingertips. I mean, um, to tap those points. Is that? Does it matter what finger? How many fingers you use? Um, explain yeah. that a little bit more about that. There's different schools of thought. My feeling is use whichever one feels more comfortable to you because usually instinctively or intuitively, you're gonna do what's best for you. So I usually, when I'm tapping the, the points on the face, I usually use two fingers, maybe my index finger and my middle finger. And you're just gonna tap there, um, not real hard. You might be able to hear it if you listen closely, but you're just gonna tap repeatedly on that point while you're saying the phrase or statement. Um, and then move on to the next point. Doesn't, it, you know, it's very forgiving, as I said, so it doesn't matter. It's not like you have to tap six times or 10 times. You know, you just tap uh, with a rhythm on that point. Okay, that was gonna be my question. Do you need to tap on each of those points for a specific number of times? Because I don't know, for me, I, I have trouble sometimes doing two things at once. So tapping, counting, and saying something at the same time is just a little too confusing for my, my simple brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty forgiving. And once you do it once, it becomes simple. So okay. the first time it's a little confusing maybe, but then it gets really easy after that. And these phrases and scripts that you talk about, so is it something different that you say as you tap on each of those points? Or is it basically um, the same phrase that you keep saying over and over again? Well, it can go either way. I use different points just because I've taken, I've taken years of experience with looking for the core issues of what types of things might create a negative emotion. And I've incorporated those into the statement so that hopefully we can hit them. Um, oftentimes, you know, I might say something in a script that might not resonate with someone, but that's okay, say it anyway. Oftentimes we're surprised we have some underlying issues that we're not even aware of. And most of the time when I have big breakthroughs with people, they'll say they never even thought of that. Or when, you know, they said that statement, it didn't really make sense or, you know, didn't resonate with them. But after they did it, they had a huge release. So I encourage you to say it. Sometimes it's difficult. One of the steps that I've added is a forgiveness step. And oftentimes it's, it's difficult for people to forgive themselves or to forgive other people. So I just, I just urge people if they can say the statement that they go ahead and do it um, and then just see what happens. Okay, so there, so you work with people to help come up with some kind of a few statements to say as they're tapping on each of those points. Um, so if we're using the example example that you that you gave of um, you know a teenager and maybe a specific score that they're trying to get on you know a, a game. I, I don't know how many kids really still play video games. I think a lot of them, but if they're trying to get beat a certain score, how do you use this then? What kind of verbiage do you use um, to ad and address that emotion? I mean, and what is that emotion? Is it just frustration? Is that typically the emotion that you're, that you're looking at? It's whatever they can vocalize? Whatever they can vocalize if I'm doing a private session. Generally, I don't recommend a private session for a video game because it's really not in the big picture of, of things that's not that important. Um, but in using the books, I have scripts that are already laid out. So each of my books, I have a book for kids and teens and a book for adults. And there are scripts in the book. So for instance, I might take the book um, with the script, I can't do it. And then they can insert, I can't beat my score. 
you know, so they'll just take a generic script and they can tweak it to whatever they're feeling or whatever they want to use it on. So each book has between 60 and 85 scripts in it. And, um, you know, they just go to the table of contents and look at what they want to do. They open it up and there's six simple steps there all on one page. Um, and they just follow the commands. Okay. And so do you, with the scripts, do you suggest then that people figure out what the emotions are before they start tapping or when they're in a place of calm and not actually um, in the throes of whatever emotion that they typically experience? I, and I use anxiety a lot because I know that's so common in our teens is to have these feelings of anxiety and being anxious and uncomfortable and, and worried and things like that. So I, you know, if we use that as a typical teenage example, do you have them kind of practice or write down different types of statements ahead of time so that they're prepared when they're actually in a situation where that emotion of anxiety comes up? Yeah, I would recommend using my scripts because they're already crafted to try to alleviate the issues that um, might be negative. Um, but they can either do it when they're really heavy into the emotion or they can do it when they're calm and relaxed. It doesn't matter. I definitely recommend doing it when they're in the emotion if they can, but they can do it afterwards. Um, if they're in school or something, it's not a convenient place to do it. They can do it later. I've had many people who go into the bathroom and they'll tap in the bathroom at school, um, especially for an issue like test anxiety or something that you're anticipating. If you're anticipating an emotion to come up, Absolutely, it's good to work on that emotion before you're in that situation because it can actually prevent it from, you know, becoming a big deal in the moment. So these scripts, um, are these available for purchase then that parents can find for, for their, their kids or for themselves? Yeah, the book, I have them available right now in book format so they can purchase a book with all of the scripts in it. So there's a book for um, kids that's called Tap Into Joy. There's a book for teenagers that's called Tap Into Success. And that has a lot of academic issues, a lot of school issues. So high schoolers can use it, but there's also like dormitory issues and things like that that kids might face in college. And then uh, my book Tap Into Balance is for adults. Um, and that has some more, some heavier stuff in it, some more, you know, intimacy issues and relationship issues in that book. Um, and then I have a number of tapping books in other languages also. I have one in Japanese and I have one in um, Korean. I have one coming out in Slovenian. Um, and I have a special edition of Tap Into Joy coming out um, next year also, which is great because it's making it very simple for people to get a hold of all the scripts that they can use. So they're very comprehensive in the types of things that are offered in the books. Um, so there will be things like sadness, anger, grief, guilt, anxiety, you know, loss of a pet, loss of a loved one. You know, there's, there's various scripts, but they can be used in many different areas of life. Okay. So, I mean, for some of the, the moms that are listening to this, you know, would you recommend that they maybe get tap into balance for themselves and kind of read through the book so they're familiar with the process before they start introducing it to their, to the rest of their family? Sure, they can do that. And then, the, like I said, the other books like Tap Into Joy has um, a lot simpler verbiage in it. So it's easier for younger children. Adults even use Tap Into Joy. I mean, it can be used by any age. Um, but it's just a little bit more simple, simplified for children. Okay. And share with me some of the, your um, experience, you know, of, of some of your clients or people that you've worked with. You said that some people have a really 
big breakthrough and, you know, things come up that they didn't expect when they said something that they felt wasn't really relevant to them. Can you talk, you know, kind of give us an example of what a session actually looks like. So somebody who's never heard of this, never seen it, never experienced it, they kind of know what this kind of looks like. Because I know from an outside perspective, if you've never done anything like this, if you've never gone through an acupuncture session, you're not really sure what all of this is about. So what does this actually look like to somebody going through it? Okay, so for a private session, um, I would literally sit down one-on-one -on -one and just talk about what's going on, what sort of um, emotions, um, are coming up that are problematic for them. Um, I also do like Skype sessions or telephone sessions. Um, I do group sessions, you know, like I'll do group grief sessions, perhaps just with a whole group of people from the community that um, are experiencing issues. I do sessions like um, large groups for schools, for teachers, for parents. Um, but it's just a matter of finding out what's going on and what they want to work on. So, um, you know, if it's an anxiety, if I'm doing a big group, I usually work on anxiety. I usually work on sadness. I'll, I'll pick several emotions that are pretty common for everyone. I also will use a, a script that's in my books that is being made fun of because everyone has a memory of being made fun of and how that hurt so deeply. And, you know, for many of us, we took it so personally or we never forgot it because, you know, I'll work with an adult who might be 60 years old, who will come to tears when we start tapping on being made fun of for something that a teacher or another student might have said to them when they were in first grade on the playground. Um, you know, and you don't realize how that stays with you. But in a session, we can perhaps release that. And oftentimes, the older the issue is, the simpler it is to release. Interesting. I just think it's so fascinating that literally putting some pressure and tapping on it with your fingers on these different points in your body can provide such relief um, for, for people with their emotional issues and the situations that, that they're in um, without the use of medications, which I think is always so fascinating. Um, so I, want, I think that's just wonderful. Now, these books, where can they find them? Just going to your website or are they available on Amazon for people that are look, interested in getting some of these scripts and reading more about your specific technique? Yes, they're on both. So um, pretty much any online book retailer will carry the book. Some bookstores, but it's very hit or miss as to where the uh, bookstores will actually have the book and also my website. Okay. So it's the Tap Into Balance is for adults. There's another book called Tap Into Joy, which is for the children. And for the teenagers, is it just Tap Into Joy for teenagers? Remind me again. It's Tap Into Success. And the subtitle actually is a guide to thriving in college using emotional freedom techniques. Um, so like I said, there are more academic issues in there, but there are also other, you know, general emotions in that book as well. But it's great for teenagers, a lot on like test taking, um, getting, being away from home, being away from home for the holidays, like all things that college students might deal with, you know, peer pressure and those sorts of things, people pleasing, test anxiety. Okay. Now, explain to me that, that that particular book for the teenager and I'll call them young adults, college age students, is it, is it something that they can easily just pick up and just start flipping through it and find what they need and start using right away? Or is it something that's a little bit more, um, I guess I'll call didactic and academic that they need to actually sit down and read like a, like a textbook, I guess, in order to be, you, um, gain the benefits from it? It's actually very simple. All three of those books start out the same way with the description of the points, where they are, how to tap, the sequence. 
Um, and then after that, it's just a matter of looking at the table of contents and deciding which topic you want to work on. So for a student or a, even a teenager, I've had kids usually about age of eight or nine that can actually grab the book and do it on their own. So they basically just open up to the page and start working. Once you work on a tapping exercise and you're fairly comfortable with the tapping points and everything, you just go to the script and, and start to work. So you don't have to sit down with the book and spend, you know, eight hours reading it. It's not a book that any of the books are not books that you would read from cover to cover. You read the introduction. Once you're comfortable with how to tap, all you need to do is flip to the page that you want to work on. Okay. More okay. of a reference. That's great. So it's very user friendly then. You can just pick it up, kind of skim through, f figure out where the points are and just find the right script and, and start using it to gain some benefits. Exactly. The benefits are felt um, immediately with, within that session of using it. Is that what you were saying? Yes. Usually immediately. And there are six steps to my process. The first step is rating the intensity of the emotion. So you just rate how strong it feels. And the last step, the sixth step, is rating the intensity. So you can see right away while you're doing the script, within just the four or five minutes it takes to get through the script, if you've shifted, if you've had a change or a drop. Sometimes after just doing the script once, people will say they can't even come up with a number because it's a number scale zero to 10 as far as rating that intensity. So in sometimes just going through it one time will be enough to release it. Sometimes you need to do it again. Sometimes a different emotion will surface. You might be working on anxiety and then find once you start getting the anxiety down that you're actually angry with someone. So then you might switch to an anger script or you might be sad, um, you know, or something else might come up and then you just work on another script or you can repeat the same script if you need to. But you just kind of watch where you are and see where your numbers are. And that gives you a good indication of whether it's changing and if it's going down, um, then it's usually very encouraging and people get excited because they're like, wow, this really works. Um, each of the books has a script that says tapping doesn't work because oftentimes that'll be a limiting belief. That'll be something like, well, this can't possibly work. So I have a script in there actually to address that so they can get that limiting belief out of the way right from the start. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's great. <laughs> I like that, that there's that, that script for tapping doesn't work. Um, and you said that people can repeat these. So in one, one session, I'll call it, you can, it's more than just once that you're tapping on these points and going through this script. Um, is that correct? Although you did say that people can get relief in just one time through. How long does it take to do it just this process through one, through one time? I mean, you said there were six steps to it. About five minutes, sometimes even less once you're oh, comfortable wow. with the points. So if I'm telling you like where the points are and where to tap and everything, it might take five minutes. If you're familiar with the points, you can get through a script in about three minutes. Wow. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing how quickly you can get through one whole process in one round and, and start feeling relief. That's better than, you know, most medications, you know, that you need to take by mouth and you've got to wait for it to have an effect and go through the, the whole um, process of being absorbed into your body. So this is really powerful for people that just need it and don't want to take medications or you're, they're in school, they can teach it to their kids or, you know, for parents themselves when they're, you know, at work or dealing with, you know, the issues and drama that goes on at our, in our homes that they can use something and, and really start feeling relief within three to five minutes. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you'd like, we can go through an example. We can go through an, uh, one of the tapping scripts from the books. And then that way you can see and the listeners can tap along. Um, I would recommend not tapping if you're driving a car, um, <laughs> just because 
well, there's obvious reasons for that, but it's, it would be safer not to be driving. Um, but if you're in a safe location and you can tap along, I would encourage people to tap along. And then if they notice a uh, decrease in the number, that's great. If they don't, they can replay the, that portion of this interview and they can you know, repeat it again. Oh, that would be wonderful. Let's do that. <laughs> Okay, perfect. So I'm just going to go through the uh, tapping exercise on anxiety from the book, Tap Into Balance. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna first rate the intensity. So I'll have everyone think about how intense the emotion is when you think about anxiety. So you might just think about your general anxiety level, or you might think about a specific uh, situation that you might be facing that makes you anxious. It might be going to work, it might be going to school, whatever it might be. Um, but think about the anxiety that you're feeling right now and just kind of let it set for a second. And then rate how strong that anxiety is on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being most anxious, zero being it doesn't bother you at all. So come up with a number. You might want to jot that number down because sometimes just in those couple of minutes, you actually forget how strong it was. So if you can think of a number, and Michelle, I'll just ask you for your number if you don't mind sharing it. Um, okay, yeah, my number right now is about a two. Okay, so it's very low. Okay, so sometimes it's more difficult to notice a shift when it's low, Okay. Um, but that's okay. Um, but other people might be a 10. Some people will say they're a 20 on a scale of zero to 10, <laughs> but we just wanna see where it's at to start and we'll see if it shifts. Like I said, as, with a low number, sometimes you don't notice it as much, but we'll see what happens. Okay. So the next thing we're gonna do now is the second step, which is the setup. So we're gonna tap on that karate chop point on the side of the hand, either hand, whichever is more comfortable. And for this, I usually use three or four fingers. Um, so the index through pinky on the side of the hand. And again, this is the area where you might karate chop something. So that fleshy area. So you're just gonna tap there repeatedly while we repeat three statements about anxiety. So I'll have everyone repeat after me. Even though I feel anxious. Even though I feel anxious. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I feel so much anxiety. Even though I feel so much anxiety. And I have felt powerless over this anxiety in the past. And I have felt powerless over this anxiety in the past. I now choose to allow myself to let it go. I now choose to let it go. Allow myself to let it go. Mm -hmm. And then the third, the third one will be, even though I am very anxious. Even though I'm very anxious. I now choose to realize. I now choose to realize that I have the power to release that I have the power to release any negative emotions any negative emotions that are contributing to this anxiety that are contributing to this anxiety okay great now we're going to tap on the negative statements and tapping on the negative um, is also part of EFT EFT generally will use the setup they use the um, rating the intensity to see where you're at to gauge that and then they'll use tapping on these same points or um, including some of these points in tapping to release negative so we're just going to tap on the eyebrow so that's the inside edge of the eyebrow and just tap there with two or three fingers and you're going to repeat the, this phrase after me i'm so anxious i'm so anxious i feel powerless over this anxiety i feel powerless over this anxiety and then now we're gonna to move to the side of the eye. If you have glasses, sometimes it's easier to remove them, but if you can kind of get under the arm of the glass near the temple, um, between the eye and temple, you'll tap there and then we're gonna repeat the, this phrase. I have no control over this anxiety. I have no control over this anxiety. I'm so stressed out. I am so stressed out. 
And then we're gonna move under the eye. So this is just on the upper cheekbone, right beneath the center of the eye. And we're gonna say, I have no control over the situation. I have no control over the situation. I feel helpless. I feel helpless. Now we're gonna tap under the nose. So that would be the area between the nose and upper lip. And just repeatedly tap there. It's a little bit more difficult to talk while you're tapping there. But you're gonna say, this is always on my mind. This is always on my mind. I feel the tension in my body. I feel the tension in my body. And then you're gonna move down to the chin point, which is just below the lower lip. And you'll tap there repeatedly. Say, I feel overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed. I'm under too much pressure. I'm under too much pressure. And then on the collarbone. So again, that's the inside area just beneath the collarbone. You might feel a little indentation there. So tap there repeatedly and say, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. I feel out of control. I feel out of control. I can't relax. I can't relax. And then you're going to tap under the arm. And again, this is maybe four or five inches beneath the underarm on the side of the torso and say, I'm allowing this anxiety to control my thoughts and actions. I am allowing myself to. I'm allowing this anxiety. I'm allowing this anxiety. To control my thoughts and actions. To control my thoughts and actions. And then top, right on the top of the head, right in the center, remaining anxiety, frustration, and stress. Relieving anxiety, frustration, and stress. All remaining anxiety. All remaining anxiety. Frustration and stress. Frustration and stress. Okay, and then you can stop tapping. One of the things that I always incorporate, not everyone who does EFT incorporates it, but I take a deep breath now. So I take a deep breath and hold it in for a couple of seconds. And then blow it out. Okay. So we can even check in and just see if your anxiety has, has shifted at all. So maybe rate the intensity again. This is not part of the process, but I like to, to see if there's been any shift at this point. Because then you can see if the forgiveness step and the positive affirmation step that's going to follow helped you know, reduce it any further. Mm -hmm. So I'll just ask you, Michelle, has your number changed at all? Does it still feel like it's a two? Um. I guess it's, it's decreased even to a zero at this point. Okay, awesome. So that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's really good. But we're going to go ahead and we'll continue with the process. So we're going to do the forgiving step. For this one, you can either place your hand in the center of your chest over the heart area. You can make a fist and circulate it in front of the heart, either direction, whichever hand, doesn't matter, whatever feels more comfortable to you. And then we're going to repeat two phrases. One will be forgiving ourselves, one will be forgiving others. So we're gonna start with repeating this phrase while you're circulating or touching over your heart and say, I forgive myself for feeling anxious. I forgive myself for feeling anxious. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. I forgive everyone else for making me anxious. I forgive everyone else for making me anxious. They're doing the best they know how. They are doing the best they know how. Okay, and then you can stop that motion and, and just take another deep breath in and hold it for a few seconds and blow it out. And then part of my process involves affirmations. And that's because sometimes when we release an emotion, we have a void in our energetic system. So I like to just kind of fill that with some positive thoughts or feelings. So we're gonna tap again on the eyebrow and repeat after me, I'm letting go of the anxiety. I'm letting go of the anxiety. It feels good to let go of this burden. It feels good to let go of this burden. And then we're gonna tap right on the side of the eye Continually tap there as you repeat. I'm releasing all of the negative feelings. I am releasing all of the negative feelings. And then under the eye, this anxiety no longer serves me. This anxiety no longer serves me. 
It is safe to let it go now. It is safe to let it go now. I am letting go of any and all anxiety. I am letting go of any and all anxiety. I feel empowered. I feel empowered. And then tap under the nose repeatedly and repeat. I feel calm and peaceful now. I feel calm and peaceful now. I'm in control of my thoughts and feelings. I am in control of my thoughts and feelings. And then you're going to tap on the chin. I love life. I love life. My life is unfolding perfectly. My life is unfolding perfectly. And then tap on the collarbone. I am grateful for my abundant happiness. I am grateful for my abundant happiness. And then on top of the head. And so it is. And so it is. Okay. And then you can stop tapping. Take another deep breath. Pull that out. Okay, so now as the final and sixth step, we're just going to rate the intensity again. So I'll just have you check in, see where you're at with the anxiety. Think about the same situation you thought about at the beginning when we started tapping and see where your number is on a scale of zero to 10. I actually feel better about the whole situation, even though the okay. anxiety has been gone. This overall feeling about the situation is it's pretty good. That's wonderful. And I'm suspecting that most people will probably have a similar reaction to this process. It is that effective. It is so powerful. It is simple. Um, again, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. And if you have an issue that you think needs professional help, or if your child is having a serious issue, I would urge you to, to seek professional counseling. But um, for everyday things, for minor traumas, um, it's such an effective tool. And if everyone in the country would do this exercise and reduce their anxiety level by one or two units even, the world would be such a better place. Everybody would be so much calmer, more peaceful. You know, we might have, um, you know, less people freaking out about things. And um, it's just something that I feel everyone should know how to do. Yeah, I agree. I thank you so much for your time. Taking us through this whole process was so beneficial. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody goes out and gets your book or all of your books and learns about this process, has those scripts and can really find the relief that they need really that quickly. So thank you so much again, Sue. I really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you're doing. All right. Take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Today's episode is being sponsored by Michelle Angela Creations, unique, one-of-a-kind jewelry inspired by the spirit. You can see these creations on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at Michelle Angela Creations. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Moms podcast. I hope that you took away some new insights and tips about how tapping is a non-drug and non-invasive method to help us and our teenagers manage and stabilize emotions. Using this technique can assist with testing anxiety and the emotions that can come up with being made fun of by our peers. If you would like to get the books mentioned in this episode or to connect with Sue, you can visit her website at www tapintobalance.com. That's it for today. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Unbreakable Moms podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and of course, share it with another unbreakable mom. I'll catch you next time.